Welcome to the Wine After Work podcast. This is your host, Bryce Batts. I'm a career coach, mom of two girls, former college cheerleader, and current encourager of women. I'm so grateful you're here. It's my mission to help women break through the glass ceiling, rise up, and step into their greatness. Now grab a glass of wine and settle in. Beate really blew me away. She's a strategic leader and professional engineer with over 28 years of experience in leadership, business development, project management, and water operations. She's currently a VP, but you guys, she has paved the way for so many female engineers working part-time yet still moving up the corporate ladder. And I cannot wait for you to hear what she has to say about setting out on your own journey, deciding what's most important to you, and still excelling and exceeding at work. Beate, thank you so much for being with us. I'm so happy to have you here. As I said before we hit record, I've been thinking about you because of our last conversation. So just really excited for you to share your wisdom about career growth, your wisdom about being a working woman with kids uh, in the AEC industry, I know you're VP and Client Services Manager at Corolla in the D.C. area, so welcome. Thank you, Bryce. Yeah, thanks for sharing this time with us. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm passionate about um, giving giving back and, and moving it forward, um, especially, uh, you know, to other young uh, professionals and young women in uh, the engineering field or STEM field. Um, you know, I feel like uh, I have different perspectives from my diverse experience. So I thought maybe I'd share that so you can know where I'm coming from and then happy to talk about any anything that uh, I think might help some of those young folks out there. Absolutely. Well, one thing that struck a chord with me when we were talking last time, you know, I hear a lot from coaching clients and working with clients in AEC. A lot of women think there's no way I can pull back my hours. There's no way I can juggle kids and working full-time, and if I pull back my hours, I'm just going to, you know, fall back down the ladder or be obsolete, but it seems like you managed to juggle all of that, and your career continued to grow, so share that with us. Sure, so so once again, I am, I'm a professional engineer uh, in the water space, um, drinking water, wastewater, stormwater, um, civil uh, undergrad, and environmental engineering master's. And I have worked uh, full-time, part-time, and a stay-at-home mom in my career. Um, I've worked for private, nonprofit, and public. Um, and, and so I have a diverse experience with all those different types of cultures and groups. Um, so when I had my children, I was uh, in the active duty army, actually. Wow. And um, so I worked full time with them because otherwise you'd be AWOL. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I had my second right at the tail end of my first tour. And I decided I really wanted to be a stay-at-home mom for a few years. That was really important to me. And so I did. I, stay, I had my PE. I just got my uh, professional engineering license during that time. Uh, and here I am, you know, at home with my two girls uh, that were under two years old. So and you got your PE and then decided to stay home? 
I got my PE. I got it while I was pregnant. I remember that because I had to oh like get up to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, I got it while I was pregnant with my second, so, uh, right there at the tail end of my army experience. And so, and then after I got my PE, yeah, I decided to to take a little bit of a stay-at-home mom uh, experience uh, for my family. It worked for us. It's really impart, important. Um, I had a partner that my husband that was really supportive of that. And, and I think that's important, uh, as well, because, you know, you work as a team. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he, uh, he allowed me the mental and physical freedom to do what I felt was, was important for our family at the time. So I'm very appreciative of that. And yeah, so, that's so important. It, you know, you can't do it alone. So to have someone there supporting you and, Helping you in that. That's great. Absolutely. And and for some people that, you know, aren't married or don't have a physical partner at home, I mean, the community is a partner, your your extended family is a partner. I mean, yeah. everybody needs um, support uh, through, through balancing work and life. Yep. And um, so I stayed home, loved it. Uh, and ultimately, um, you know, we bought a new house and, and, and my husband was, you know, thinking, hey, you know, you have this advanced degrees, you have this professional engineering, it'd be really good if you kind of help out a little bit, and, you know, get your foot back in the door. So I did begrudgingly, because I really did enjoy that time with the girls, um, just investing fully on that. Oh, yeah. um, but I went back part time. And initially, I only went back two days a week. And, wow. um, and, eight, and you know, two long days, so nine hour days. But um, it worked in our schedule and, and honestly, I didn't know if anybody would even want to hire me with that. Yeah. Um, I think I a lot like, of women feel that way. Like who's going to take me for two days a week and how did you pitch that? So, well, um, you know, I, I, I had, uh, I guess the every, every time in my career, I, I knew what I wanted. And mm. so I was pretty confident in this is what I have to offer. Um, this is why this is the value I bring. And I knew that they didn't know me from Adam. And, and actually I had a couple offers at the time, which I was surprised. So there was a market, clearly there's a market, um, which is important. Uh, and, and there's a huge market right now. Exactly. In, yeah. yeah. For people. So I keep telling people like strike now, ask for what you want now. This is I asked for what I wanted. I asked for what I wanted. And I was, I, because they didn't know me from Adam and I was leaving the federal government and I went to the private side and I moved from Maryland to Virginia I didn't have that a big network uh, yet. Um, fairly young in my career, so I decided to accept um, at a probably a lower rate, a lower salary than uh, than I thought I deserved. But it was a foot in the door. That's how I viewed it. Um, and then I quickly was able to advance because I just proved myself. Um, and I was reliable. I was dependable. I. I I executed, you know, all those things that we value in employees, I, I performed um, and and people could depend on me. So so they didn't want to lose me then. Then it got into a thing where, oh, you know, we need to make sure she's she's at an equitable rate in salary. And um, right. so, so that happened. So it's, you know, what are those skill sets that make you valuable, valuable to employers are, you know, just the things that I said is, is being dependable, uh, creating value through execution of your projects, continuing to, you know, be driven. Um, you know, so I, I was just that type of, be, be an over communicator, communicate really, mm -hmm. especially when you're 
in any sort of hybrid work environment, remote, part-time, anything like that. We're all getting used to now. Communicate. If you are someone that, you know, people knows, um, you know, they don't have to worry about where you are, what you're doing, uh, how you're doing it. Are you meeting your deadlines? You be driven in an, in a proactive communication way. And I think that is a theme that has helped me in my career as well. I agree. I think that's so important. Like you said, especially now if you're working remote or hybrid, but really in any situation. And two things I want to pinpoint with you going back in part-time was maybe three. I mean, you knew what you wanted to do and you were able to sell the value that you could bring. Two, you took a pay cut to get your foot in the door. So you knew you might have to make some sort of concession. But three, you showed your value and excelled. And so they wanted to keep you. Right, right. And then... um. And then it kind of grew from there. Uh, you know, I, I've been in part-time for years and years, actually, um, and, and increased my hours um, and changed jobs through that and continued to, to, to say, I'm, I'm only into the part-time. I'm balancing my, my family. And, um, you know, I didn't go full-time until they were in high school. And wow. I don't feel like I sacrificed anything in my career because... Um, I'm at a level now that I think I probably would have ended up if I was full-time for the most part. Um, you know, you got to ask yourself, why is that? And, and a lot of it is like being in the right place at the right time. Networking is very, very important. Um, and, and I have done that in stage, not only within my own company and organization, but also in the professional associations that are in my world. And being a leader there and, and just, you know, creating that, uh, opportunities through networking is really important in your career as well. Um, and so, uh, you know, I did notice once I went full time, um, that's where I accelerated in promotions mm-hmm. because there, it was the external attitude of, Oh, now she's full time. I can promote her more. Right. Um, and that, it wasn't that I executed any differently or any better. It was just a, it was a stigmatism to being part-time that probably still exists a little bit yeah. with promotions. Um, but, but I still never regretted any, anything that I did there because for me, I always thought I was prioritizing in the, the, the places I needed to right. prioritize and I was lucky yep. to do it. No, it's amazing. Well, clearly companies saw you as an asset. But back to the networking, you know, I'm always telling people, I think it's so important. I think people know it's important, but maybe they feel like, well, where do I even start? Am I just reaching out to people on LinkedIn with a cold message, which no one likes? So tell me, you know, what networking was for you and how you facilitated that. Well, and, and it changed. So I'm in, um, I'm in my, my mid fifties. So it changes, uh, you know, with the times, I'd say, um, I mean, I, I was before cell phones, right? So, <laughs> so <laughs> and texting and all that. So, so glad the, I got through college before any of that. <laughs> I know. So in the early days, um, it was that physical one-on-one joining a committee, um, making time to go and, you know, uh, meet with people and, um, having a lot of physical interaction and, and deciding on what, what, groups and committees professionally I'm talking about mm-hmm. that I might want to engage on because um it it helped me grow as a professional and as a leader um and and just 
experience and exploring. And also there's all the people that you work with on those things, they grow up in the environment with you. So, so a lot of my friends now are CEOs and GMs of, uh, you know, across, across the country. And those yeah. are people that I, you know, started off with when kicking the tires of our kids, you know, type of thing. So it's important to do really early on. I, I tell my, my young staff that all the time is my soapbox to get involved in organizations, professional organizations. It helps them professionally. It helps them personally. Um, and hopefully they, they get a lot of self-satisfaction there. But as times change, right? I mean, now, now, um, the technology is something you can leverage. And I have folks that do reach out to me, you know, on LinkedIn cold or people that I, I was one of them. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that's an avenue and absolutely a positive, a positive one. Um, you know, clearly there's Twitter. I, I mean, I have my Twitter and my LinkedIn I save for professional stuff. My, you know, I don't do a lot of personal Facebook stuff, but my kids are on it. So I'm going to be yeah. on it. Um, so yep. things like that you do for personal, but technology and, and networking through that. And I make sure I, I continue to have, um, in my, in my work life and my professional life, a hybrid approach that works for my staff and my, my friends. I, I like to mix in, um, FaceTime, seeing each other, yeah. virtual options and just picking up the phone and all that stuff. But, um, it's, it's being a little bit proactive in it too. Cause yeah. life gets busy and if you don't, you don't take initiative to get out there and reach out to people. Um, you know, everyone's thinking the same thing. They might. Right. Yeah, not do it. Yeah, I've been thinking about you. I've been meaning to call, I've been meaning to reach out, but then months go by and then years go by and you haven't yeah. done it. So yeah, you got to be proactive and be consistent. I always say consistency trumps talent any day. And so just be consistent in all the things that you do. Well, it sounds like, I mean, obviously you're a great leader, great mentor for your staff. Do you have an open door policy with them? Do you, you know, um, ask them to always ask questions of you. How do you, you know, promote female leaders and, you know, females in the industry? Yep. Uh, great question. I love it. So, yeah. So I mentioned, I think at the onset, I'm really passionate about mentorship and passionate about leadership. I try to lead by example and absolutely I have an open door policy. Um, I also periodically reach out to some of the young professionals, mm -hmm. young women, and just, you know, just check in. So how are you doing? That's so good. Um, I also offer and, and, um, pretty much all of them have taken me up on this, um, saying, Hey, if you want to meet on some sort of regular basis, up to you, whatever that frequency looks like, just to chat, just to chat about your growth, yeah. professional aspirations, or just to get to know each other, I'd be happy to do it. So I have like routine check-ins with one-on-one, -on -one. um, some of them are like uh, one, one, we, we've gotten into a, a nice little pattern where when we check in, we, we put on our sneakers and we go for a little walk for a half oh, hour. Oh, that's nice. And, and it works for us because, um, you know, thoughts come out. She's talking about things and, and it's not yeah. so much you're sitting across from a desk. Um, and so I mix it up depending on the person. Um, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a high touch person, meaning a very accessible, very, um, uh, someone that people can approach very approachable. That's the word I want to look for. I hope that's the intention. Yeah. Well, I think so. That comes across for sure. Um, we know diverse teams are more productive, um, more profitable. You know, obviously we need more women in the AEC industry. What kind of trends are you seeing? How do we get more women in and how do we get them to stay in? 
So actually, great question too. Um, I'm seeing a lot of our young uh, folks that are applying and that are in our office are women. So I'm seeing a lot of young women enter the more so than when I was um, when I was entering. Um, and but I don't see. In fact, I'm on my uh, diversity, equity, inclusion committee for Corolla. And we're looking at the, the makeup of our organization, typical A organization, you know, con consulting firm. Uh, and, and as most of us are, um, they're, they're top heavy in our senior leadership with men um, mm. and, and lack a little bit of diversity. So, so there is a thing about how can we provide um, and make sure we are providing opportunities, mentorship and promotion opportunities to some of our senior women, too. Yeah. And um, why aren't they there? Have they left during the child rearing years? Um, what what is you know what's going on? So I think that's a continual practice and a, a continual thing that we should be thinking about. Part of it is um, too is a sea change in you know the skill sets that are needed at the top and and recognition that some of the natural aptitudes that women sometimes have like like um, collaboration, team building. Uh, positive culture uh, type of attributes are, are real strong and there's a recognition that we need that more. Um, and the other parts that women traditionally haven't might uh, have been engaged in or need to develop more on the business side, finances and businesses, we don't often have leadership courses that really talk about the business. So okay. We talk about the things that women are good at. <laughs> and so let's train women on some of these other things. Right. Um, you know, in a way. So there's there's some thoughts there. Um, there's also thoughts that women traditionally, um, you know, think that they don't have a seat at the table or don't like going back to your first question about, you know, you deserve a voice just like anybody else. Yeah. And we need to and, I, and I, I'm being very uh, general here. So uh -huh. I'm, but we as a gender, as a as a, females and how we've been we need to just be more confident and exude that and and have a seat at the table um very similar to how it's described in lean in uh by the book i don't know if you've read that i um, haven't i need to totally resonated with me um you know it, it's um it's we're brought up a certain way where we're polite we're demure yep. often again generalizing yeah but and and it's a fine line for women because we, we come on too strong and we're considered you know a, a you know a bad word for us, so, or yes the bad so, word <laughs> that's right so we're navigating that too but um but it's important to realize and be confident that inner strength and and demand what we want in a way that is not coming across as entitlement but just coming across as hey we know what we're doing yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yep. I mean, I was reading a report recently and it was saying, you know, it was asking a lot of women in AEC, you know, what they would change. And they said, you know, they wish they would have asked more questions. Like you said, they weren't confident. They felt like they were young. They didn't have anything to offer. They felt like maybe they didn't have a seat at the table, but they're like, I should have just asked. I should have just spoken up. And, you know, I think that's important. So just if you don't have a leader like you, who's going to pull those questions out of them and constantly check in, you know, maybe they're not in an organization like that. They've got to just speak up and look for, again, support, whether it's a coach, a mentor, a manager, you know, and kind of build a team around them yep. that can help them level up. 
That brings up a, another point I think that's important is throughout my career, um, while of course I, I had intentions, direction, goals, I also had mentors and champions. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it always happened for me organically. But when I think about it, perhaps I sought it out too because I saw something in people that I really admired or liked and I, I wanted to talk with them. And then they saw something they admired and liked in me. And all of a sudden, boom, I had a mentor and a champion. So I think that's important as well in your career mm-hmm. um, because everybody needs help and, um, and everybody needs to understand every organization has politics. Every organization has Un, unwritten uh, kind of uh, paths to navigate. And so having those champions and mentors is a really strong way to also help in your career growth and path. Yep. Awesome. So many good tips. Well, tell me a couple of things, um, just key tips, you know, you would offer women who are looking to grow their career and speak to career growth. So ask questions, um, be goal-oriented, and and communicate really strongly and well. Um, find that champion as well as mentors. Um, you define what makes you happy and what growth you're looking for. Um, you know, that's it's your journey. It's what you expect of yourself, not what others expect. Yeah, of you. yeah. Um, perform with excellence. And uh, work really well with others and with equity, whether they're the president of a company or uh, the admin assistant that's helping you. Um, everyone deserves respect and, and you know, in their role that they play in an organization. Um, get involved in professional associations and, uh, you know, be uh, learn and be a leader in, that, in those as well. And and realize that you are never stuck in a situation. You always have choices. So um, you're not a victim. Um, you navigate your career. Oh, so many good things. Yeah, I think when you're young in your career, you think, well, this is the path. This is what it has to look like. But, you know, what I hear you saying over and over again is like, really speak up for yourself. Ask questions that you decide. It's your life. You're in control. You know, are you the main character in your own movie or is it somebody else? Because I think if you allow other people to constantly make decisions for you, five, ten years down the road, your life is not going to look like the way you wanted. So I find it so cool and amazing that you said, I want to work part time and prioritize being home with my kids. And look, if women have kids and that's not where they fall, that's okay too. But you said this is important to me. And made that happen. And I think that's where you have to decide, like, what am I prioritizing and how do I do it over time? Because yeah. life changes, you know, um, your, your partnership arrangements change, your health, kids, family, uh, work, yep. uh, goals. Maybe you decide you don't like something and you want to move a different way. Things change. Yeah. That's life. Yep. <laughs> I think that's important to note too. I mean, you can change your mind, you can change directions, you know, and I think in your career, you have to kind of be open minded. If you started off in one direction, and you kind of want to pivot, do your research, talk to people who are in that role and do it. That's right. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad you said yes to this interview. You know, you're just a champion of women. This has been so fun. 
Well, tell, um, tell people where they can find you. I'm sorry? Uh, tell our audience where they can find you. Um, okay. Uh, so, gosh, you can find me on LinkedIn, of course, um, Beata Wright. Um, you can find me uh, on my email is bwright at parolo.com, C-A-R-O-L-L-O.com. And um, that's probably the best way, I think. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, love LinkedIn. Well, I'll leave all that in the show notes as well. So if anybody wants to reach out, but thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Bryce. Of course. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you back here next week. And make sure to share the episode with a friend that would enjoy the conversation we just had. Also, join the Wine After Work Facebook group to connect with other like-minded women.